Introduction to the Gastrointestinal System The only system in the body that is open to the external environment is the gastrointestinal system. The gastrointestinal system begins at the mouth and a continuous tube progresses through the esophagus, stomach, small and large intestines, ending at the anus. Accessory organs that support the gastrointestinal system include the pancreas, liver, and gallbladder. These organs support the function of the GI system. There are four major activities of the GI system. They include secretions of enzymes, acid, bicarbonate, and mucus, digestion of food into usable and absorbable components, absorption of water and almost all of the essential nutrients needed by the body, and motility which moves the food and secretions through the system. That part that is not used is excreted in the form of feces. The gastrointestinal tube is composed of four layers. The mucosa, which is the inner lining of the GI tract. You are very accustomed to looking at the mucosa lining of the mouth. This mucosa continues throughout the system. When you see dry mucosa or mucosa that presents with lesions, it is reflecting what might be happening along the entire GI tract. These findings may indicate that the individual has difficulty swallowing or absorbing nutrients. The second layer is the muscularis mucosa, which is made up of muscles, as you may have guessed from the name. Most of the GI tract is composed of two muscle layers one which runs circularly around the tube like rubber bands. These muscles help to keep the tube open and squeeze the tube by muscle contraction to aid in digestion and motility. The second layer runs longitudinally and helps to propel the contents of the tube down the tract. The stomach has a third layer of muscle that runs obliquely which allows the stomach to move food in a turning motion. The nerve plexus has two layers of nerves, a submucosal layer and a myenteric layer. The nerves give local control to the GI tract for movement, secretion, and digestion. The GI tract is innervated by both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. During the fight or flight mode, the sympathetic nervous system is activated and as digestion is not needed for this response, the sympathetic nervous system decreases the muscle tone, secretions, contractions, and increases the sphincter tone. This saves the body energy for other activities. The parasympathetic system is the opposite. It stimulates the GI tract, increasing muscle tone, secretion, contraction, and decreases sphincter tone which allows for easier movement and excretion. The last layer is the adventia layer. The adventia serves as a supportive layer on the outside of the GI tract. It helps the tube to maintain its shape and stay in position. Gastrointestinal secretions have a few purposes. They assist in the movement of the food bolus through the GI tube. They protect the inner lining of the GI tract and they facilitate digestion and absorption of nutrients. Secretions are produced in the mouth. The mouth produces saliva which contains water and some digestive juices. 
These substances begin the digestive process and facilitate swallowing by making the bolus slippery. Mucus is also produced in the mouth and serves to protect the epithelium of the mouth and assist with swallowing. In the esophagus, mucus is also produced and serves to protect the esophageal lining and facilitates the movement of the bolus down the tube. The stomach produces acid and digestive enzymes and a large amount of mucus. The mucus protects the stomach lining from acids and <coughs> digestive enzymes. Secretion begins with the cephalic stage of digestion, which is the sensory stage of digestion. The sight, smell, or taste of food stimulates the stomach to begin producing the secretions. Once the food reaches the stomach, gastrin is secreted, which signals the stomach muscles to contract, the parietal cells to release hydrochloric acid, and the chief cells to release pepsin. Parasympathetic stimulation also stimulates acid release. Gastrin and the parasympathetic nervous system stimulates histamine 2 receptors near the parietal cells to release the hydrochloric acid. Proteins, calcium, alcohol, and caffeine increase gastrin secretions. High levels of acid decrease the secretion of gastrin. The small intestine. The now acid bolus leaves the stomach and enters the small intestine. Secretin is released. The secretin stimulates the pancreas to secrete large amounts of sodium bicarbonate to neutralize the acid bolus. The pancreatic enzymes, chymotrypsin and trypsin, which break down the proteins into smaller amino acids, lipases to break down fat, and amylases to break down sugar. These enzymes enter the stomach through the common duct. If fat is present in the bolus, the gallbladder contracts to release bile. The bolus is now called chyme. The bile acts as a detergent breaking the fat molecules apart. The bile is produced in the liver during metabolism and stored in the gallbladder. The bile is concentrated as water is removed by the walls of the gallbladder. If the concentrated bile crystallizes, gallstones form which can block the duct and can be very painful. In the small and large intestine, with the presence of food, the small and the large intestine may secrete various endocrine hormones such as growth hormone, aldosterone, and glucogen. They also secrete large amounts of mucus to facilitate the movement of the bolus through the remaining GI tract. The motility of the GI system keeps things moving through the system. The basic movement seen in the esophagus is peristalsis which is the constant wave of contractions that moves from top to bottom of the esophagus. The act of swallowing is in response to a food bolus in the back of the throat. Here's a video describing the digestive process. Can you recognize the cause of gastroesophageal reflux disease or GERD? Local gastrointestinal reflexes. Stimulation of local nerves in the GI tract causes increased or decreased movement within the system. Loss of reflexes or stimulation can result in constipation and the lack of movement of the bolus through the GI tract, or 
diarrhea with increased motility and excretion. The longer the bolus remains in the large intestine, the more sodium and water is absorbed and the harder and less mobile it becomes. Therefore, someone becomes constipated. Understanding some of these local reflexes makes it easier to understand how they operate. The response, if over or understimulated, and how therapeutic approaches are often used to cause reflex activity. Central reflexes. Swallowing and vomiting are two important centrally mediated reflexes to the GI system. Swallowing. Swallowing begins with the food bolus stimulating pressure receptors in the back of the throat and pharynx. The receptors send impulses to the medulla which stimulates a series of nerves that cause the following. The soft palate elevates and seals off the nasal cavity. Respiration ceases in order to protect the lungs. The larynx rises and the glottis seals off the airway. Pharyngeal constrictor muscles constrict and force the food to the top of the esophagus. Muscle pairs force the bolus down the esophagus into the stomach. Vomiting. Vomiting is an important in protecting the system from unwanted irritants. The vomiting reflex is stimulated by two centers in the medulla. The more primitive center is called the emetic zone. When the zone is stimulated, it initiates projectile vomiting. The mothers listening to this may be more aware of this than they would like. This is an intense reaction that is seen in young children and whenever increased pressure in the brain or brain damage allows the more primitive center to override the more mature chemoreceptor trigger zone or CTZ. This center can be triggered in several ways. Tactile stimulation at the back of the throat. A reflex to get rid of something that is too big or too irritating to be swallowed. Secondly, by excessive stomach distension. Next is the increasing cranial pressure by direct stimulation or by stimulation of the vestibular receptor in the inner ear. You may have experienced this after being on an amusement ride that made you dizzy. Stimulation of the stretch receptors in the uterus and bladder. This may explain morning sickness during early pregnancy or by intense fiber stimulation or by direct stimulation by a variety of chemicals which can include fumes, drugs, and debris from cellular death. This might happen after chemo or radiation therapy when cells are killed. Once the CTZ is stimulated, a series of reflexes occur. Salivation increases. There is a great increase in the production of mucus in the upper GI tract there's decreased production of gastric acid. The sympathetic system is stimulating resulting in increased sweating, heart rate, deeper respirations, and nausea. The esophagus relaxes. The individual takes one deep breath. The glottis closes. The palate rises trapping air in the lungs. The abdominal and thoracic muscles contract increasing intra-abdominal pressure. The stomach relaxes and the lower stomach contracts in waves 
at a rate of about six contractions per minute. This results in a backwards peristalsis and movement of the stomach contents up the esophagus and out the mouth.